morning. Please join me in prayer. And together we'll know and acknowledge and remember that there is one source, one source of all life, one source of all creation. Everything springs forth from this one source that I call God, that I call spirit. Spirit is invisible and it only makes itself visible through its creation. And as we are part of that creation, I acknowledge the presence of spirit here within me, within each one here, within each one joining us online. God is fully present, connecting all of us in a deep unity. So I give thanks for this time together, this time of uplifting, this time of spiritual searching together, knowing that each one of us has, has been guided here by divine right order. Knowing that the same spirit that inspires Reverend Diana's talk today is the same spirit that inspires and brings us understanding. I know that each one receives what we came here looking for. So knowing that that process unfolds perfectly, powerfully, lovingly, and without any help from me, I release this prayer, knowing it is already at work in the heart, mind, of spirit. So we just let it be so, as together we say, and so it is. Thank you, Chris. Beautiful opening. So good morning. My morning. name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm uh, the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And as I do every week, I welcome you home. I welcome you home to our sacred community, our beloved community. And I wel welcome you home to your own mystic heart because all of the answers you seek are within you. So this morning we begin, we prepare ourselves to be like a child by sharing first this affirmation. I open my eyes to see the spiritual truth today. I open my eyes to see the spiritual truth today. I open my ears to hear the spiritual truth today. I open my ears to hear the spiritual truth today. And I open my heart to feel the spiritual truth today. And I open my heart to feel the spiritual truth today. So bringing our voices together as one, we acknowledge the blessings that each of us brings into the world.
joining voices together is always very uplifting and unifying. This morning, we're contemplating what it means to be like a child and asking, how does this help me in moving through life as a spiritual being? So let's begin with a deep cleansing breath together this morning. Breathing in to rejuvenate body, mind, and spirit. And then breathing out, letting go of any tension that you might be carrying in your body today. Just letting it all go. Breathing in the peace and the presence of spirit. And then releasing that peace and that presence into the space, into the atmosphere around you. bringing full awareness to the breath as it finds its own pace and flow in and through your body. And feeling God's presence as it moves in and out of your body on the breath. Allowing everything to be exactly as it is right here and now in this moment. Allowing yourself to be exactly as you are, whole, perfect, complete, content. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken in you. You are God's perfect and necessary expression as part of the whole. Join me in recognizing our ever-present connection with our global community. Envisioning a web of consciousness that encompasses the earth. Acknowledging each and every being as a point of God's radiant light. We feel our own radiance and we sense our deep connection with all of life, with every human being. Because every human being without exception is a perfect expression of God. We extend our light to all of nature as part of the web. Every creature and every plant every rock, every grain of sand, the soil that grows our food, the water that nourishes all of life, the entire planet down to the smallest microorganism, all shining with the light of spirit, teeming with life and intelligence. And so as we continue to extend and radiate our light, the web becomes more like a tightly woven fabric, the fabric of creation. And we extend our vision further still into the heavens, to the clouds, the stars, the galaxies, 
divine light stretching out in all directions. And we acknowledge our oneness with this eternal and omnipresent life. Feeling our connection to everything and everyone, we share a heartfelt intention for our time together this morning. We acknowledge our responsibility to one another as human family and as caretakers of our planet. And we begin again with beginner's mind as we learn to be like a child. As we set this prayerful intention, we empower ourselves to see and to hear and to feel the spiritual truth that by emptying ourselves of all we think we know, we make room for new ideas, new ways of speaking and acting. We make room for the creative process to transform us. In the Christian scriptures, we find at least two passages that speak to this spiritual truth. From the book of Mark, truly I tell you, Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And from Matthew, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name welcomes me. In both passages, it is Rabbi Jesus speaking in finding deeper meaning in his words, let's consider what it might mean to be like a child. Before being tainted by life's experience, children are open and curious. The childlike mind believes that all things are possible and has an inherent faith that all needs will be met. It never questions whether or not it is deserving of all good things. A child gives itself easily to play to what brings it joy. It is caring and displays an inherent empathy, sharing what it has with others. These are some of the qualities we are encouraged to revisit as we become like a child. Going into the silence for a moment, we call these qualities to mind and we look for where they are present in our lives. Where do we find openness, curiosity, and faith? Do we know that we are deserving? Are we drawn to playful, joyful activities and people? Are we generous? Do we practice empathy?
There are other qualities inherent in childhood that seem to get lost as we grow into adulthood. A young child carries an innocence and seems to know that all is well. It is forgiving and does not hold grudges. Children are drawn to nature. They love to be outdoors and they are in awe of God's creations. They have an inherent sense of the sacred in and as nature. And they move through the world as if they are part of nature. A child is perfectly content to live from his uniqueness, to be authentic, to not conform to others. This makes children naturally courageous. Humanistic psychologist Rollo May spoke these wise words. Courage is not the opposite of cowardice. Rather, it is the opposite of conformity. Courage is not the opposite of cowardice. Rather, it is the opposite of conformity. In their willingness to be themselves, children are inherently audacious. Mm -hmm. And so going into the silence, we call these qualities to mind. And we look for evidence of these qualities in our lives. Innocence. Trust. Forgiveness. Awe and wonder. Oneness with nature. Authenticity. Courage. And audacity. So returning now to the teachings of Jesus, truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And 
whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such child in my name welcomes me. What do these words have to offer our contemplation today? First, what is the kingdom of heaven? Most of us in this community have let go of the idea of that place in the sky. In the words of the rabbi Jesus, it is both within and at hand. In other words, the kingdom of heaven is a peaceful and powerful state of heart and mind that allows love to become our experience. It's a way of perceiving the world. It's like a lens we look out through. We look out through the lens of heaven. It's a choice. Living the kingdom of heaven, living in the kingdom of heaven is a choice. The Jewish Christian mythologies that are prevalent in Western culture, whether we're looking at the Old Testament or the New Testament, clearly demonstrate the simple lessons and truth that we are still working on today. So what are these four simple lessons, that whole big fat book, four lessons? We are children of God, divine beings, inherently sacred, inherently loved. That's one. Two, we are always at choice. Three, when we choose from fear, when we choose from fear, we experience one set of consequences, anger, hatred, limitation, violence, either internal or external. In other words, when we choose from fear, we experience separation, separation from source, separation from one another. Four, and finally, when we choose from love, we experience a different set of consequences. Compassion, forgiveness, abundance, peace, contentment, freedom. In other words, we experience unity or oneness. So we're children of God. We're always at choice. We either choose from fear or love, and accordingly, we land in heaven or that other place. We're always at choice. In the second creation story of the Old Testament, we chose our way out of the Garden of Eden, and we're still trying to find our way back. Some scholars say that these stories are illustrations of man's growing capacity for self-reflection, the development of the frontal cortex. Rather than being driven by instinct, as we might once have been, we could now make choices that went against our highest good. 
Later in the New Testament, Jesus used parables to once again illustrate that our thoughts, words, and actions often lead us straight out of the kingdom. And that we have the power to choose our way back in. Butterfly. 
So we're caught in the devil's bargain. Mm. That's not a, a power outside of us, outside of spirit, pulling and tugging to try to win us over. That's our own negative thought patterns, our own habitual patterns that uh, work to our, that don't work to our best, to our good. And so that's what's happening within us all the time. We have our, this one side, you know, the, the devil, the angel, one shoulder, the other shoulder. It's our own thought patterns. We've got to get ourselves back to the garden. We've got to let that angel start to take, hold sway with us. We have the power to enter the kingdom of heaven. And being like a child is a good place to start. It's important to remember that the Jewish Christian mythologies are Eastern teachings, stories passed down by word of mouth as guiding stories to help an exiled people find their bearings. As the Hebrew people move from place to place, these stories offered a sense of connection to time, a sense of history. They connected them to those who had come before, offered them rituals and practices that grounded a nomadic people. And the stories being Eastern were symbolic as all Eastern stories are from whatever tradition. They were filled with metaphor and allegory and poetry. They were never meant to be taken as literal history. At the same time that these stories were being spoken and transcribed, the ancient Egyptians, the Hindus, the Muslims, and the Buddhists, just to name a few, were also telling their stories and passing them down in history. So here is a story by Al-Ghazali from the Sufi tradition that aligns very closely with the teachings of Jesus. The story goes like this. A sheikh said, if you wish to become a saint, change your character into the character of children. Why? He was asked. Well, children have five qualities, he answered. And if adults had these same five qualities, they would attain the rank of saints. The first is that they do not worry about their daily bread. The second, when they fall sick, they do not complain night and day about their misfortune. Third, whatever food they have, they share. And fourth, when they fight or quarrel, they do not hold grudges in their hearts, but they make up quickly. And finally, the slightest threat makes them frightened and brings tears to their eyes. In other words, they're not afraid to be vulnerable. 
we may not desire to become saints, but entering the year with the innocence of a child generates fresh perspectives and new creative options. Whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven. What does it mean to be humble, to humble oneself? Humble comes from the same root as humus, which means ground or earth. Humus is porous. It's open. It takes in water and it's rich in nutrients. It also shares the same root with human. So what if humbling oneself like a child means acknowledging the human capacity for error? Could it be asking us to become open and vulnerable? And whoever receives one such child in my name welcomes me. And they who take back their childlike qualities by their own divine authority allow the Christ nature to shine through. I invite you now to bring to mind a newborn infant you have known. So small, so helpless, so vulnerable, so pure and innocent. We all come into this world that way, truly humble, not yet able to take care of ourselves. We were completely dependent on our parents, particularly on our mother. Infant humans are born into a world of complete unity. Babies see their mothers as just another part of the one shared body. There is no separation. We are all born one with our human source. And the spiritual quest is a quest to regain that feeling of unity with our divine source. But how did we lose it to begin with? We have been born into a story of separation. We are taught that I am separate from you, you are separate from me, and we both are separate from the earth and her other creatures. 
According to this story, we are even separate from God, kicked out of the garden. And why? For, separate, for separating our experience into good things and bad things, good people and bad people. Shakespeare wrote, there is nothing either good nor bad, but thinking makes it so. Humans thought up the story of separation. Good, bad, me, you, us, them. But it's a fiction. We had it right when we were babies. We are connected to one another. We are parts of the same body. Together, we are the human body of divine spirit. So our task is to extricate ourselves from the old story and create a new, more empowering story, a story of love, compassion, unity, justice, peace. A story in which cooperation is the norm, where we realize that helping our neighbor helps our community, all of humanity, and ultimately ourselves. What would the world look like if we all acted for the highest good of everyone and everything? As we move into the sacred silence, let us imagine that world together.
gratitude for the music that gently brings us back into the present moment. We regain awareness of our surroundings, of the people here with us. We are grateful to sense one another's presence without losing our feeling of unity. We are indeed one. Thank you, God, for everything and everyone. I invite you now to know with me that spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. As Reverend Diana continues with her inspired message, we listen with the trusting, open hearts of children, adopting the new story of unity, a story in which we each are empowered to be who we really are children of God. Thank you, Chris. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke of a Hopi elder who suggested that when visioning, we should be willing to stop consider, change, and correct. These things come naturally to young children. First of all, they are forever dreaming, always visioning. Children are aware of whether or not their actions are having the desired result. And if they're not, they stop. They consider what a better course might be. They change their action and they course correct until the desired outcome is reached. See if this, if this isn't true. A three-year-old is envisioning the cookie jar, sees himself up on a chair taking a cookie. He will move the furniture around, climb the cupboard shelves, or whatever else needs to happen to try to get to that cookie jar. When that doesn't work, he might change his tact and ask mom, who says, no, it's too close to dinner time. Well, that didn't work. So he throws a tantrum, which lands him in bed. That didn't work either. Finally, after calming down and reconsidering, he asks his big sister to get him a cookie. Score. <laughs> Children have it. It's inherent. The longer we live, the more difficult it seems to be to stop the thought patterns and the habitual behaviors long enough to consider the consequences and alternatives. And the more challenging it is to change our minds and correct our actions. That is our work here. 
We're changing the negative thought patterns so that our perceptions can change. And as our perceptions change, our behaviors and then our experiences change. Once we feel more confident in who we are and how our life is unfolding, we begin to be drawn to something more. This is where our psychological and emotional development, our personal work branches into spiritual development. We come to understand that we are guided and empowered by a spiritual force. And that force has an infinite capacity. And that we can draw from it whenever we are clear enough to do so. As our thoughts and feelings continue to be purified by our meditation, our prayer, our study, and our service, we begin to feel and know our oneness with God and with one another. That is the spiritual path. And that is what we're here for. So let's join our hearts in prayer this morning as we close, holding these words as the truth for each one of us in our lives. There is, has always been, and will ever be one source, one life. And I call this one God. I call this one spirit. I know that God is forever expressing itself and experiencing itself as its creation, all of its creation. And so I am and must be a perfect and intentional expression of the divine come to walk this earth in service to God. My hands and feet, my heart and voice do the work of spirit. Each one of us in our own unique way does that work, offering our God-given gifts and our blessings to the world. Where two or more are gathered in prayer, there among them is the spirit of God. And so now in community, we pray our vision into being. We envision a world that is completely transformed by our individual and collective intention and action and by our commitment to living peacefully and prayerfully. A world that is peaceful, abundant, beautiful, and completely free. Where all beings practice loving kindness and treat our planet with care and respect. We envision a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety and the comfort of home, where all beings have medical care and education, healthy relationships and right livelihood, creative contribution and a sense of deep belonging. A world in which every single being is valued for its inherent goodness and light. 
a world in which the peace that we cultivate within us becomes visible in the world around us. We feel and know a world without greed, where there is absolute abundance in simply having enough. Where every being as a precious creation of God is deserving of all the blessings that life has to offer and receives those blessings willingly and gratefully. Envision that world and just breathe that in for a moment. As we place our faith in the infallible givingness of God and offering our heartfelt vision, the world is changed. It's shifted. It's lifted just a little bit in consciousness. And for this knowing, I give thanks. I'm so grateful for all of life's abundance and joy and beauty and grace. I give thanks for all who are here today with us in community. And I'm profoundly grateful for all of the blessings of this day and every day. By this act of prayer, we become like children, trusting that our needs are met, practicing gratitude rather than complaint, sharing what we have with others, practicing forgiveness and seeking wonder, serving as the hands, feet, voice, and heart of God, doing its work in the world, all things are possible. Knowing the power of my holy word, I release this prayer to the one power and intelligence that I call God. With absolute faith in its immediate doneness, I call it done. And so we affirm together by saying, and so it is, and so it ever shall be. Amen. We find these joys to be self-evident that all children are created whole, endowed with innate intelligence, with dignity and wonder, worthy of respect. The embodiment of life, liberty, and happiness, children are original blessings, here to learn their own song. Every girl and boy is entitled to love, to dream, and belong to a loving village and to pursue a life of purpose. We affirm our duty to nourish and nurture the young. To honor their caring ideals as the heart of being human. To recognize the early years as the foundation of life and to cherish the contribution of young children to human evolution. We commit ourselves to peaceful ways and vow to keep from harm or neglect these our most vulnerable citizens. As guardians of their prosperity, we honor the bountiful earth whose diversity sustains us. Thus we pledge our love for generations to come. search for a true way to live from Tibet to Timbuktu they look to their elders for guidance counting counting on you
The children of generations to come are counting, counting on you. Every human flower about to bloom is counting on you. Every child arrives with gifts to give, hoping, counting on you. Alive in the power of childhood dreams, counting on you, asking you to live true to your heart and soul, asking you to come through. Counting on you, counting on you. From this moment on to infinity, the children are counting on you. In this fresh new trek to eternity, the children are counting on you. Every child to sit at life's table is hoping and counting on you to give of yourself as you're able. The children are counting on you. Asking you to live true to your heart and soul. Asking you to come through, counting on you, counting on you. Asking you to live true to your soul's purpose. Asking you to come through, counting on you, counting on you. The children are counting on you. Anyone who has children or has had children in the last 30 years must know Rafi, the musician, baby beluga. <laughs> so this is the direction he's taken his life. So please repeat after me as together we affirm that there is power in our prayer. There, there is, is power, power in our, our prayer. prayer. There is power in our vision. There, there is, is power, power in our vision. vision. We are creating a more beautiful and peaceful world. We are creating a more beautiful and peaceful world. Right here and right now. Right here and right now. And so it is. Amen. So it's time for celebration and gratitude. And I want to remind you that during our lunch, we are continuing to take donations um, for the Humane Society, the local Humane Society. And I have, uh, I need to get a sign put back up, but just know that. And so in, to celebrate today our, our good news, it's, it's more of just a, 
another encouragement to be like a child. You don't know. He knows it's possible. He's just going to keep running. Yeah. Picking up on that energy. So each Sunday, we invite you to join us in the celebration of the work that we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to. And if you're at home, you can go to mysticheart.org. You can use our donate button or you can find our mailing address. We also have a gracious giving program if you feel that you might like to make a monthly committed contribution to our community's work. And so as we move into this time of giving, uh, please speak this blessing, letting the words flow from your heart. And please feel free to just notice the deep appreciation that we really do feel for your gifts. As I awaken to the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into this flow of abundance by this act of giving. 
I bless this gift, sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. And so it is. So, amen. Please enjoy Rafi as he sings a tribute to peace activist, humanitarian, and former president of South Africa, Nelson from Mandela turn this world around for the children turn this world around he's done it once before and now we hear his call for the children to turn this world around turn 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 this world around for the children Turn this world around Turn, turn, turn Turn this world around For the children Turn this world around The dreams of our young ones Born into this world Need respect and love to come alive Honoring the children is what we're here to do now is the hour and we've got the power to turn 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 this world around for the children turn this world around turn 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 this world around for the children turn this world around children first care and provide for every child each and every household could sing a song of joy and all around this planet a new light within it could turn 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 this world around for the children turn this world around Turn, turn, turn this world around for the children. Turn this world around. And the children sing, help our light to shine. May we all be fed. May we all be loved. May the elders hear, open up their hearts to this song of ours. May they do their part, may our dreams unfold, may we find our place in a healthy world, embracing every race. May we all be free, may we live in peace, hear the children sing, hear us sing. Children, turn this world around. Turn, 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 turn this world around for the children. Turn this world around. 
gratitude for that and with gratitude for all these gifts we just give thanks for this wonderful support recording in progress we know that the <laughs> ultimate source progress. of these gifts is god but we also acknowledge that they come through human hands mm -hmm. so we thank every member of our beloved community for the love and support they give mystic heart and know that your gifts are well stewarded and they make a difference and they circulate out into the world, being a blessing to all. And I pass this prayer to Diana. So all of that said, there's not much else to say other than thank you, thank you, thank you from our hearts to yours. And so it is. And so it is. All right. Where are you going? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Change hats. <laughs> like to uh, give you a little heads up on what's, what's coming up this, uh, this week at Mystic Heart and in the weeks to come. Um, there they are. Uh, Tuesdays from three to five is uh, Michael Bordeaux's book club. We're studying Church of the Wild, how nature <laughs> invites us into the sacred. I'm in the book club. I'm reading the book. You'd think I know the rest of the title by now. Terrific, terrific book. And then on Thursdays, Metaphysical Bible, I get to head that up with a little, with a little help from my best friend. And uh, that's also from three to five. Um, no knowledge of the Bible is necessary. It's a, it's a BYOB, bring your own Bible, any version. It's kind of fun comparing the different translations. Um, what are you planting? That's uh, 
the title of the next Mystic Morning Brew featuring a prayer practitioner Lucinda Alton. And that's going to be Saturday, February, is it 6th or 5th? Whichever one that Saturday is uh, from 10 to 1, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So please contact Lucinda on our website and if you have any questions or to register. And we are shrinking our carbon footprint by buying gently used treasures from one another. So if you have any gently used treasures stuff that you would like to uh, donate to our uh, to our sale, please uh, contact us either through the website or um, email me, Chris at, at Chris at Mystic Heart or Reverend Diana at Mystic Heart, and uh, we will get you in touch with uh, with Chris, who's heading that up. Um, and keep your eyes open. We got stuff coming up all the time. So uh, if anyone would like prayer support here in, in the house, please let us uh, let me know. Uh, we have prayer cards and envelopes over on top of the fireplace, and you can fill that out. And we'll give that to our crack team of professional prayer practitioners, and they'll pray for you all month and changes will happen, I guarantee it. Or if you'd like a personal consultation, I'm available after the service. To continue the celebration, there's food and fellowship next door. So please come next door and join us. If you're online, sorry, we can't fax you a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> but please, please join us for food and fellowship next door. And please stand and join us in our closing song. All right, let's just keep this to one round today. So let's make it rousing right off the bat, shall we? <laughs> uh. We want you to know how much we love you. All together, hand in hand, we see the light, we take a stand, and we are changing. Sunday. Have a terrific week. We'll see you next Sunday.